This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up because that's your birthday. You'll find me in the club. Bottle full of bug. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to fill a bug, I'm going to have a sit tank. Old Kanye was in the house. Later on in this lunchtime edition of WABC, where you get 45 minutes of rip and read of my commentary. No calls. Save it for the weekends when it's all broadcasting Curtis all the time, and it's call-driven. Yeah, Kanye West copped a spot with uh, Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan as part of Fashion Week. It's been 24-7-365 for our fashionista mayor as his administration is coming unglued. But before we discuss any of that, let me ask you a question, Lou. Uh, I just heard that promo for our ongoing uh, radio documentary at 4 o'clock after I finished with uh, Anthony Weiner Saturday's Left versus Right. What, are we spending five minutes on the King of Talk Radio, Bob Grant? You think he's entitled to a full hour? Because we talk about royalty, we talk about monarchy, we talk about kings. The King of Talk Radio is Bob Grant. Let me be very specific that I am in an outrage that we are allocating all of five minutes to the man who was responsible for me being on the radio. I just received the Lifetime Achievement Award at WABC. You would have never known that, Lou, at Cipriani's with Frank Morano, that Mama Luke, giving a 28-minute introduction, which was all about him and not about me. By the way, it reminded me of what Shamu El Jefe, Chris Christie, did. Remember at the Republican National Convention that nominated Mitt Romney to run against Barack Obama? And, uh, yes, Chris Christie, the governor of New Jersey, spent 28 minutes. He was supposed to be introducing the presidential candidate of the Republican Party, RNC, Romney. He spoke 28 minutes about himself. Uh, whales of together swim with one another. Frank Morano and Chabu El Jefe, Chris Christie. But, uh, I am not going to be happy here until we have a full Full radio documentary on the greatest talk radio show host in the history of WABC, the king of talk radio, Bob Grant, who, in fact, was responsible for me being on the air. If not for Bob Grant, the suits, the mockers, the muckety-mucks would have kicked me to the curb. And I'll never forget Bob Grant confronting them because he could. He had the highest ratings ever in the afternoons. Nobody ever approaches him. Uh... And he said to them, Curtis knows where all the bones are buried and who buried them. You better put them on the air. And they did whatever Bob Grant told them. That's the kind of juice he had. Lou, we're giving him five freaking minutes? 
Uh, maybe we'll have a little Ross and Wilson, and nobody even knew who the hell they were. They had a cup of coffee. Oh, man, I am in a rage. How do you not pay respects to the person that paved the way for all of us to be here today? The king of talk radio, Bob Grant. But I digress. As uh, I'm pimping off uh, Bill O'Reilly's ride, he was talking about how it is Prince Harry's birthday. And he is permitted an allowance every year from the soccer taxpayers of the U.K. and the Commonwealth. Seven million dollars. But he and Meghan, yes, are having a hissy fit as the Queen lays in uh, London to be viewed by all of her loyal servants, um, subjects, and indentured servants as they continue to pay tribute and our media continues the orgy of coverage. But apparently Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are furious that their children won't receive the HRH title. Do you know what that means? His uh, Royal Highness, her Royal Highness for Archie and Lilbet. What a name. What is that? Now, what happens if the kids turn out to be non-binary? What do you call them that? <laughs> and by the way, it says it, they've had a lot of talks over the past week with William and Kate about this. They can be prince and princess, but not HRH because they are not working royals. Isn't that an oxymoron? Working royals? There is no such thing. And anyway, let's do the deep dive into a man who looks like Alfred E. Newman. What me worry of Mad Magazine with a fly buzzing around his head. King Charles III. Again, the controversy continues. Yes, Lou. Hardcore elements within the Church of England. The Anglicans, the wannabe Catholics, the Episcopalians are questioning how can they devote themselves to a king who is a divorcee. May I remind all of you who are members of the Church of England uh, who are (laughs) Episcopalians. Your freaking religion is based on King Henry VIII who chopped off two of his wives' heads. Because the Pope, who thought he was infallible, wouldn't give King Henry VIII the opportunity to have a normal divorce or an annulment. So he chopped off their heads and created his own religion and then said he, as a king, had a divine right. That's all nonsense, both sides, papal infallibility and divine decrees. But we do know that a divine decree means a lot of mullah shmula, a lot of ducats. Look at this. Apparently, King Charles III, who was worth billions of dollars when he was just a mere prince, is now expected to become one of the wealthiest men in the world as Queen Elizabeth II, in order to avoid inheritance taxes, is bequeathing the majority of her money not to her servants, not to her indentured servants, not to uh, the constituents of the U.K. and the Commonwealth, but rather to her funny-looking son, who will now stand as the king. He has surplus payments, which equal $23 million a year. Uh, None of this is publicized. It's just estimated. And he now becomes the greatest landowner in the world. That's why I have to laugh when uh, Jay-Z, who considers himself royalty of rap, had a rap record out and said, why do Jews own all the real estate in the world? What an idiot he is from the Marcy Avenue Projects, jerky boy. The number one landowners in the world is uh, 
the king of the Church of England. Number two, hey, my church, Roman Catholic Church, you know, where they claim Francis is infallible, not. He's closer to Che than Jesus. And the number three landowners in the world, the Saudis, the 3,000 fake, phony, fraudulent princes behind the veneer that they are the protectors of those who come to Mecca and Medina, decadent and debaucherous as they are. Not a Jew amongst any of the three. Uh, but let's go to what's happening locally here because our mayor, Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, is very upset. He has now sacked the chairman of the New York City Housing Authority, a guy named Greg Russ, who you never heard from before. He had been appointed in 2019 by Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly destroyed this city within eight years that we love so much. He decided that he would recruit Greg Russ from the city of Minneapolis because it had such a large public housing system, not... And instead of paying him 235000 he would tack on an additional 165000 which made him the top-paid employee in the city bureaucracy at $400,000 a year. Now, Lou, other perks, we pay for him to fly back and forth to Minneapolis every weekend. We pay. Uh, he's a part-time, it's really a part-time gig when you consider it. Uh, he had moving expenses for his part-time living arrangement here in the city that we funded And naturally, at his beck and call when he was in the city, a car and a driver. Well, he so, so fumbled the arsenic or no arsenic situation in the NYCHA housing projects in the Lower East Side, Jacob Reese, that he is being sacked by Eric Adams. And I would suggest a page out of Shakespeare. Lou, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't, in King Lear, wasn't there hemlock used? So why not just have him drink hemlock? Then uh, Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, maybe you ought to put on the chopping block your uh, chairman of the correctional department, Molina. What a waste of time he's been as another inmate. Oh, excuse me, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. You just signed legislation that describes them as incarcerated persons. What the hell? Anyway, this guy went inside a staff bathroom and hung himself on Rikers Island yesterday at 7 a.m. in the morning. No security at the Eric M. Taylor Center. And here we go again. Another inmate. Another inmate hangs himself. And the only thing that the correctional commissioner, Molina, could say is, we'll eventually get this together. Sack him. Sack him now. Put him in the Tower of London off with his head. Another man that I would like to see off with his head is the crook of all crooks. Lou, we hadn't heard from him for quite some time, the former Nassau County Executive Edward Mangano, the Republican, who was crooked right down to the marrow of his bone. When he and his wife are buried, because they will die of greed, when people go to the wake and then the funeral and they try to close the casket, it will be very difficult And when it's time for burial somewhere out in Nassau County, they'll have to get a Black & Decker power drill and drill them into the ground. They're so crooked. He's going to start his 12-year sentence at a Massachusetts facility uh, that I believe actually housed my partner on Saturdays from 3 to 4, left versus white, Anthony Weiner. I'll be able to ask him about that on Saturday. He's scheduled to do 12 years at that camp fed. His wife is doing 15 months at Danbury. He basically ripped off the taxpayers, similar to what 
Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor the dope from Park Slope did, except de Blasio blamed it on his lawyers. Meantime, there's problems with the royalty on Wall Street. Yes, Lou, the CEO of all CEOs, Goldmine Sachs, which screws its customers by selling them stock and then shortening on the back end so they get you coming both ways, has all of a sudden announced that they're very upset with their CEO. His name is David Solomon. No, not like King Solomon. They're upset that he spends most of his time DJing at electronic dance music concerts. Well, that's a redeeming factor for him. He's the guy who said everyone from Goldmine Sachs has to come back to work right after Labor Day or you're out the door. And by the way, to show that he really meant business, he took away the free office coffee. How dare he do that? The free office coffee. So a lot of these junior bankers return only to get pink slips and to see that they've been told, you're fired. Yeah, nice guy. Uh, sack him. Oh, the other one they need to sack, the Hollywood. Remember, he was Hollywood royalty. Harvey Weinstein. Him and his brother, Mama Luke's from Flushing. Apparently, prisoner in the L.A. County Jail, Harvey Weinstein, who recently was cited for having contraband under his mattress, milk duds, that he had somehow procured, is moaning and groaning and complaining that he's got rotten teeth and rotten molars and that it's a dental emergency. And It is an emergency, and he says, look, I will pay for a dentist. If there's one thing I knew as a Jewish boy growing up in New York is a lot of my colleagues from Flushing became dentists. Please, please. I would suggest Three Stooges style. Remember when they used to take a string, and they would tie it to a doorknob and then slam it. Or better yet, take pliers and just pull out each of his teeth. (laughs) And then finally, as you know, Lou, there is royalty here at WABC. In the name of Sid Rosenberg, our morning host, who I appeared with earlier today at 7, it was quite the engagement. I failed to mention, though, to Sid, as he promotes his Citizens United, a book that I would say, don't buy it, steal it. Or at least uh, rip out page 27 where you can see how I and I alone saved his radio career. But apparently, if Sid is intending to go on CNN, which used to be the Clinton National Network and the Cuomo National Network, they have a very documented uh, questionnaire. They ask a number of questions about political ideology. Do you believe in laissez-faire, libertarianism, liberalism, Leninism, social conservatism, populism, progressivism, Maoism, Marxism, and even Nazism? And they ask you if you are straight, bi, or non-binary. I suggest that King Sid Rosenberg have to fill out this CNN document. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. 
telescope in America. Andale, andale. Remember in the campaign of former Vice President Joe Biden against then President Donald Trump, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, said to all the illegals, Andale, andale, cross the border, come to America. Who's your daddy? I am. And they've been coming ever since he won. And the person that he assigned to be the czarina in charge of all security on the borders was Giggles herself, Kamala Harris, who over the weekend had an interview in which she insisted to all of us, Lou, that our borders were more than secure. Two million people crossed this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure. We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. Ah, bullfeathers, bullfeathers. And yet, all we heard were her giggles, her incessant giggles. Laughs, 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 laughs. Really laughing at all of us, ladies and gentlemen. And then the spokesperson for Papa Chulo Joe Biden, Corinne Jean Pierre, who says, Remember, I am the daughter of Haitian immigrants. Let me very be very clear. Trump caused the problem. Biden is fixing it. We had to to fix something that was broken, especially by the the last administration, the Trump administration, which largely just tried to build a wall, an ineffective wall, uh, along the border and couldn't even finish that in four years. Uh, We're certainly uh, doing a lot more to secure the border and could be doing even more if Republicans would stop their obstruction. Both feathers, Jean-Pierre, girl from Hempstead. If you went back to Hempstead, they wouldn't even buy that line. By the way, while all of that was going on, two buses earlier this morning, courtesy of Governor Abbott of Texas, arrived outside of the residence for Vice President Giggles Kamala Harris, the Naval Observatory. She did not greet the illegals with uh, milk and cookies. They were left there stranded. But what a great double team it was because back-to-back, belly-to-belly, you had Abbott in Texas and you have Ducey in Arizona sending them westward. But, oh, boy, DeSantis came up with a brilliant, brilliant plot to send illegals by airplane into the island of Martha's Vineyard. 50 asylum seekers from Venezuela and Colombia And the Massachusetts uh, State Office of Immigration accused DeSantis of human trafficking, transporting across state lines. The planes arrived yesterday at 3 p.m. No, it was not Spike Lee, 40 Acres, and a Mule, and all the other trendoids that were greeting them there, including former President uh, Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle, who now have uh, places uh, of existence there. DeSantis (laughs) actually said that Hey, look, I sent them to Massachusetts because they'll do a better job taking care of them because they've invited them into our country, Massachusetts. They're a sanctuary state. Meantime, the Republican Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker did not take on the governor. 
as clearly Eric Adams, the swagger man, continues to do as he casts aspersions against his adversary, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. What is taking place in Texas right now with uh, Governor Abbott is despicable. It is anti to everything we are as an American. I'm sure if he was to trace back his lineage, he'll see that he came from somewhere. And I think that it's imperative during crisis, you coordinate. He did not pick up the phone. He did not coordinate. Every, every city that passed by arriving to New York, he should have communicated with. And we should have worked out a coordination. And we have to share this issue of what's happening on our border. And we have an obligation to responsible. Because that's who we are as an as American. But we have to do it in a responsible way. Oh, share, right? Like you don't share with ICE, Le Migre, Immigration and Naturalization Service. Because we are a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state, like New Jersey is a sanctuary state, like Connecticut is. They prevent all of their appointed officials, members of law enforcement, to have any communication, any coordination with ICE, Le Migre, Immigration and Naturalization Service. So, hey, Eric, how does it feel now that you've said no mas, no mas, you can't deal with 11,000 illegals in a city of 9 million people, uh, a good 500,000 of them uh, illegal aliens who are already here. So what the hell are you talking about? You're crying. No mas, no mas after 11,000. It's close to 10,000 illegals that come through the border of Eagle Pass, Texas, each and every week. Where do you think they're going? Right into Texas. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're crying and you're crying. But, oh, wait. Eric Adams, who has no plan to swagger man. Remember, he sent a delegation down to the border to do a deep dive investigation to find out what's really going on at our taxpayers' expense. That was good. He should have gone at the invitation of Governor Abbott, but I guess he was too busy, you know, with Fashion Week and going to the Club Zero bond and getting wine-dined in pocket line, which seems to be his predilection. But, oh, no, this team went down like 10 days ago. We haven't heard from them since. What did they find? What did they discover? Don't you think you should publish your report since we were paying for those deadbeats and slackers to represent us down in the border between El Paso, Juarez, Nuevo Laredo, Laredo, and in... uh, of course, uh, main passage area there, Eagle Pass on the Texas side. But let's look at what has happened. Eric Adams is now saying that maybe that right to shelter law that was passed in 1979 has to be reexamined. Well, you weren't on board with me during the campaign when I said, do you realize how many people in the shelters of New York City, a population of about 60,000, are not even from New York City? They're from Bridgeport, Connecticut. They're from uh, Newark, New Jersey. They're from Trenton. They're from Camden, New Jersey. They're from Eastern Pennsylvania. They're from Philadelphia, where they don't have a right to shelter. So they come to New York City. Now, these are homegrown Americans. He had no problem with that housing him. If you ever did a check in the shelters, as I visited the shelters and the MICA shelters, which are the more serious shelters because they deal with emotionally disturbed persons. You'll find out how many of them are homegrown Americans who came to New York City and all they did upon arrival was just say, hey, I'm here, I'm indigent, I'm poor, I don't have shelter, I don't have food, I don't have health care. And according to this court decision in 1979, we have to provide shelter. But when it comes to illegal aliens, why are you applying that 
same standard to them. And now you claim that you are completely overwhelmed. Tough noogies. And now a new strategy is afoot. They have the Commissioner of Immigration Affairs. Notice the name is Castro. So many of the Venezuelans getting off the bus in the Port Authority as they pound the hound. When the Commissioner Castro greets them, they assume, oh, are you related to Fidel and Raul Castro behind the sugarcane curtain of Cuba? Friends of Venezuela, friends of Hugo Chavez when he was alive, friends of Maduro, the Ralph Cramden bus driver in Caracas, who is now the dictator leader in Caracas. That's what they want to know. But this is the new strategy, ladies and gentlemen, that we are going to be paying for. If any of these illegals are from Venezuela, Commissioner Castro of Immigration Affairs wants to put them on the Greyhound and send them to Florida. Many of them did not want to come to New York City. Unfortunately, they were put on these buses. They arrived here, and they're like, well, what can we do? Let's stay until we figure out uh, other options. Many want to go to places like Florida, where the largest uh, community of Venezuelans live. So we're helping them get to their actual final destination. So let me get this straight. They're sent here by Greg Abbott to New York City. Because they've seen on Univision and Telemundo, international Spanish news television, on their iPhone smartphones and Obama throwaway phones, that Nueva York offers the best benefits. You get your Obama phone, you get your swag bag, you get to stay at the Milford Plaza, other hotels, you get three hots in a cot, free optical, free dental, everything that American citizens don't necessarily get. And now they're complaining because there's no room in the inn. Lou, 60 of them had to sleep outside of the processing center on 30th Street. And boo-hoo-hoo, legal aid said, oh. oh. Meantime, they had trudged through snake-infested uh, jungles, right, in the isthmus of Panama. They had walked thousands and thousands of miles, right, amongst the border bandits and avoided being raped, avoided being robbed. Uh, taken advantage of by the coyotes, but to have to sleep in the streets of New York City or a subway for maybe two or three days until shelter can be found. What an outrage. So what is legal aid going to do? They're going to sue us on behalf of illegal aliens. Not Eric Adams, a swagger man with no planning, taking a nickel, dime, a penny out of his pockets. We, the citizens, are going to be sued. And hey, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden... Where is the financial help to house all these illegals that are your and Giggles Harris's responsibility? Well, it's not coming. And we have been told, Lou, that a number of these uh, illegal aliens arriving have children. Or maybe they are children uh, without adults, which seems to be the common norm. And they are having to go to our public school system. Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, was moaning and groaning with his chancellor banks of the DOE, Department of Education. The acronym stands for dumbest organization ever because they've had to absorb 1,500 students into the depleted public school system at the start of the school year. We're already down 120,000 students. Yeah, already down over the two years of the pandemic as parents have either fled New York City and taken their kids with them or they've transferred them to parochial schools or private schools, or they're doing homeschooling, or finally, through the lottery, the kids earn the right to be in a charter school, which is much better than a public school. 
But meantime, they said nothing about this report that indicates that New York public school students will continue to be allowed to graduate with lower test scores this school year, thanks to a recent decision by the Board of Regents in Albany, which said, now you're like this, Lou. If you got a 50, a 50 out of 100 on any of your regents' tests, I think they got to take like five regents' tests now in order to get an academic diploma. Used to be uh, when I was going to school, they had a general diploma. So if you inhaled or exhaled and just showed up at school, socially promote, uh, promotion would take place and they would push you through. Well, now if you have failed your regents' scores and gotten a 50, you can appeal it. And they will nourish your marks. God, why did this happen when I went to school? Lou, if you had a 50 on your test, they'll bump it up to a 75. And maybe if you're nice enough to the instructor, he or she or a non-binary teacher will bump it up to a 78. This is incredible. On a day in which the state regents department in Albany said for the 1,800 non-public schools that exist from Buffalo to Brooklyn, whether they're Hasidic and Orthodox, religious, or they're parochial, Catholic, or Lutheran, or they're private schools like Trinity, whatever their status, uh, they will be uh, expected to be able to keep up to spec in English, math, and science and show that they meet the statewide standards. That doesn't appear to be a problem for me, but for the Orthodox and the Hasidim, oh, no, way, way is me, way is me. What a shanda, what a shanda. The hell? What what is wrong with finding out that your kids are competent in English, math, and science? Is that a very difficult thing? I know when I went to Catholic school, there was a uh, person from the Board of Education of the City of New York who would sit through a few classes. I'll never forget. There was Sister Ruth there. She said there will be a man sitting there taking notes. He's from the city, making sure that we are giving you uh, math. And at that time, we didn't have uh, science yet. Uh, English. No problem at all. Make sure you meet the specs. Either that or give back the money you get. Whether it's $5,000 or less per student, give back the money you get and then go on your own way. Meantime, speaking of illegal aliens, it is a time for the San Gennaro Festival. At one time, you know, the cheaches, the zips, the Sicilians were despised by all. Not to be trusted, Lou. They were not even trusted by other Italians, especially my grandfather would tell me from Bari, the Bares, never trust the Sicilianos. The Calabres said the same thing. The Napolitanos and anybody north who thought that they were better than anybody else didn't trust anybody in the southern part of the boot and Sicily. But uh, actually, today is the beginning of the San Gennaro Festival, Lou. You're going to go for your sausage and pepper? And the organizers are swearing John Frada, a member of the committee that runs the annual feast, that if you are selling paraphernalia that has Godfather imagery on it from the movie or Gotti imagery of it that I've always seen sold at the stands by the vendors, you will not be permitted to sell it. You will have to sell it from within an encased storefront. Uh, I will personally be there to make sure that this is being followed through, especially when it comes to gaudy paraphernalia. But more importantly, if this is true, that there are no remnants of organized crime any longer involved in the day-to-day activities of the San Gennaro Festival. Last year when I was running for mayor, I was introduced on the stage on the last Sunday 
And then the person who announced my name saying, coming up, Curtis Lee, a Republican candidate for mayor of the city of New York, he was removed from the stage. Lou, nobody has seen the guy since. And I was uh, denied my opportunity to speak a few words about age to the gathering there as they basically shut me down. So whether you like it or not, John Frada and the members of the committee, you know who's going to be there bird dogging you to make sure that you're following the rules. Yours truly, Curtis Slewa, who many times before has been asked to leave the San Gennaro Festival. And as I've always said to the muscleheads and gavones, go ahead, make me. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. You better work. Oh, yeah. The swagger man with no plan. Eric Adams says our city is falling apart before us. Still has plenty of time to party hardy. And you know he hooked up with uh, Lou? That's right, he hooked up with Kanye West. Kanye sat down with him at Old Cathedral, a brand-new hotspot in the Lower East Side where the mayor didn't pay for any drinks, any food. It was all on the cuff. If he were a cop and he did that, he'd lose his badge, his shield, and his gun. But what the hell? Do as I say, not as I do. And as they sat there, the Yeezy man was saying, look, I just terminated my partnership with the Gap. And immediately, Eric Adams said, well, I'm a fashionista. Let's go slumming from fashionista to fashionista event. You in your hoodie with your boots on and me with my swagger. And we'll hook you up with a new partner. Oh, yeah. And it just goes on and on and on. And then all of a sudden, they hit the fashion influencers. The designers Gilda Ambrosio and Giorgio Tordini, founders of Atico. Fashion at large, they said, has been gripped by a desire to bear all. Nipples, butt cheeks, midriffs are being framed and flashed in all manner of strappy naked constructions. But we believe that the naked body in and of itself is a form of fashion. What a bunch of freaks. And then there was Eric Adams who said to a crowd of the fashionistas that my goal in life is to become a fashion influencer I kid you not, uh, every day he has a different $5,000 customized suit on. And then the frantic pulse of Fashion Week continues. Lou, can we keep up with this? Three snaps up, three snaps up. As the fashion floor is littered with men and women bopping up and down as they go up and down the runway. They look like they got sticks up their derrieres. And look, they're into overdrive. There were parties at Saks Fifth Avenue which featured the singer Shaw, Chloe, and Bergdorf Goodman. A younger crowd headed to Shemansky, a club in Brooklyn, where the opening ceremony marked its 20th anniversary. And everywhere they went, Madonna went, and yes, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, was there. What a double disgraziata. What a shanda. The mayor has time only for the fashionista set. Meantime, yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, I was at Patricia's in Staten Island with blue-collar, working-class men and women, mostly Republicans, some Democrats, some Independents, as we were supporting Sam Perosio's uh, candidacy to become the assembly out there, replacing Michael Cusack, the Democrat, 
Tonight I'll be with Alec Brooke Krasny in Brighton Beach promoting his assemblymanic run as a Republican. That's right, with working class people taking the subway, taking the ferry. In the meantime, all of you, ladies and gentlemen, have an opportunity yourself to venture to Staten, Staten Island Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because the Staten Island Ferry Hawks and 77 WABC are recognizing their fans and loyal listeners with 77 WABC Weekend. The kids get to run the bases. Fireworks show are free. Team autographs. Go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks and get a family four-pack of tickets for free to either the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday's Ferryhawks game. Go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks right now and come celebrate 77 WABC's weekend for free with the Staten Island Ferryhawks and 77 WABC this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But if you're part of the mayor's entourage, it's completely different. It's all in the hips. It's all in the Work with me. It's all in the hips. Yeah. It's all in the hips. 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 Get off of me. It's all in the hips. He just teasing the tension, baby. It's all in the hips. I'm on tonight, and my hips don't lie. I'm hips, hips, hips. I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife mayor, and I like to test the product. Yeah, test the product. <sighs> Hopefully not in the bathroom. But anyway, uh, who has been uh, running around with the mayor to all these fashionista shows, these runway shows? Kanye West himself. The trendoids, freakazoids, jet setters have descended on our working class city. And they've taken over lock, stock, and barrel. And Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, has always dreamed of being a fashion influencer, as he told his crowd. And clearly, they love Eric, and Eric loves them. And for the rest of us who have to deal with the crime and the emotionally disturbed and the homeless and the inflation, it's a double oofah to all of us as he sticks the finger at us and says, raise the roof and party hard! 